people are going to come here because they want to play and they want to win. Belly, I just like two that. chicken fillets? Two fillets? <laughs> Jade, Jade, two chicken fillets? <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of the Big Cat Chat Podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, as Before we talk about anything, as you guys can see, Sean is not here today. We have a guest today, Connor, down here at the bottom. He's on Jag's Twitter. Uh, his at will be in the description below. But he's the guest today. Sean had a mission to do. I want to call it that because that's what he said it was, and it sounds pretty cool. So Sean has a mission to complete today uh, at work. So good luck to Sean. Don't die on your mission. Uh, <laughs> he said to, he said to make sure to let you guys know he's not dead. So Jesus, it's a great way to start the podcast. Yeah, Sean's not dead, guys. <laughs> but, that must yeah. be a pretty serious mission. But yeah. Let's, before we get into anything, how you doing, Brian? How you doing, Connor? Brian, what's up? Doing good. It's been a. It feels like it's been a while. Um, nice to have Connor here for the first time. Um, we're definitely. I think we're considering doing guests in the in the future. This is kind of like a one. Right now, it's a one time thing, but we have discussed potentially having other people on the podcast. Um, Soon, to Connor come. being on. Connor, Connor being the first honorary guest. So, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, people have been asking to be on it, so it's not the first time. Well, it's the first time someone's been on, but not been on here. But it's not the first time anybody's asked. Yeah, I'm honored to be the first one. <laughs> All right. Well, how you how you been? How you been? I've been pretty good. It's just chilling here, trying to unpack. Got a box in the background, so just trying to get things going. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. But first. First bit of business I want to talk about is the podcast revamp. If you guys haven't already been able to tell, there's a new podcast visual. Like It's not just a black screen anymore. Uh, that's the first thing. But I'm going to go over everything that's included in this new podcast revamp. First, a new branding. We have a new logo. If you guys can see, it is under Brian next to Connor. Uh, that's our new logo. You can also see it on Twitter. You can see it on the channel itself that's our new logo i really like it brian sean and i we put some money into it to get a better logo a better quality and i think we all really like the logo looks much better than what we had before yeah um and yeah so that's the first new branding we got a new channel art uh we did not have any channel art for the longest time got some now you guys can see that on the youtube channel we also have a new twitter header they are not the same thing channel art and twitter header are two different things uh, new Twitter header. If you guys follow us on Twitter, make sure to follow us at the Big Cat Chat link in the bio. Uh, new Twitter header. Got all kinds of new branding. I love it. I spent some time to get the stuff as good as I physically could. Quality. I made some. We paid for some. We wanted to get the best we physically could to look the best. Like I said, got the new Zoom visual around us. Hope you guys like that. Uh, we also have a new intro. So you guys already saw the intro, but that's our new intro. I spent some time making that, and I really like it, the Jaguar's roar and everything. That was Brian's idea, actually, with the Jaguar roar. Uh, and then the highlights, I really like it. Give us how you guys feel about all this new stuff in the comments below. Uh, we got the new intro. We got the new podcast visual. I want to thank Andy from Dun and & Drew. Uh, go watch their podcast. Follow them on Twitter. They actually made, or Andy specifically, made the podcast visual around us. And then... We have a new schedule. You guys see this came out on Friday. Every single Friday should be a new podcast. Unless 
some circumstances come up that we can't, there should be a podcast episode every single Friday. And if somebody can't show up, like Sean couldn't show up, we got a guest. If Brian can't show up, which he's shown up to every single one, uh, we'll find somebody. If I can't show up, then I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We're in trouble. Yeah, there should be a podcast every Friday and every Monday. There should be another football video. I make all those. Brian, Sean, others might appear in those, but I make all those. Like this week, there was a tier list for receivers. Go watch that. Uh, There should be a video every Monday and Friday podcast. That's the new schedule. And then the final podcast revamp is like Brian said, we will be having guests more often. Just haven't figured out how often we're kind of working on that right now. Yeah, we're trying to figure out who to get on. If you guys have anybody you'd like to see on, Comment them below. Gordo. Don't Gordo. Gordo. We're trying. <laughs> our, 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 our next. That's going to be fun. Our next big step is getting someone like higher up, like, I don't know, a Jaguar player, if that's possible, or possibly just somebody in the community. Maybe somebody in the cough, community. Cough. Like the Jag fan. I'll just I'll give a number 82. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 82. Uh, let's keep moving on. But yeah, Connor's the first guest. We're trying to get guests on more often. Got some high plans for some guests I want us to get on. We'll see if we can. But that's all the podcast revamp. Connor, you you listen to the podcast. How do you yes. feel about the revamp? Uh, I mean, revamps are always pretty good to re-update your whole kind of identity. It can always be good to get a fresh start on things. So I think it'll be good for the podcast. All right. Uh, I also got some new lighting. I don't look like trash anymore. Um, I'm still pale as usual, so I need to work on that, both my Tan and my how, are, how are you that pale living in Florida? Because <sighs> I don't go out. I, I, I work inside all the time, and I don't really go outside enough to where I get tan, and I need to work on that. I probably need to go to the pool. Even just like a trip to the pool would probably get me some tan. But I tan so easily. It's, it's easy for me. I don't know, yeah. I, it's hard for me to tan, but anyways. But, yeah, that's the podcast revamp. We also have a new segment. Uh, the viewer question segment. We don't have any questions today, but if you guys want to ask us any questions to answer on the podcast, either comment them below or go on Twitter. I'm going to tweet every single week a tweet that if you comment a question on there, we will answer it on here. So ask us questions and we'll answer them every single week if you got any. We don't have any this week, so let's go ahead and get straight into the line of business. First thing, opt-outs in 2021. So Tom Pelissero, he tweeted uh, about maybe a week ago now, almost a week ago, yep. uh, he tweeted last Friday that opt-outs have until this Friday when this podcast came out. If they want to opt out, they don't get any money for it. It's just you can opt out. <laughs> it's just you're not going to get anything for it unless, you're, unless you have to, unless it's like medical risks. That's the only way you'll get money. You won't get money for just opting out. Uh, nobody's opted out yet. Uh, I don't think anybody will. You guys think anybody will? Uh, I think it in general, are we talking in general or the Jags? NFL in general. I think that there is a chance, especially with players that can't get the vaccine or don't want to get the vaccine, that, uh, you know, I think a lot of times it could be just pressure from other people on why they opt out. But I definitely don't think what we'll see what happened last year, without a doubt. I mean, it really isn't a big risk this year. So I think this year it's mainly if there is any it's going to be people who can't get the vaccine that would make sense brian you think anybody's going to opt out for the nfl i think the guys that are at a risk like health-wise i remember like 
what was his name? He was a uh, he was signed in the 2020 offseason. Um, it wasn't Al Woods. It was the oh. other guy, Gunter Rodney Gunter. Yeah, Rodney Gunter. Yeah, he he was a guy that had to opt out because he had a heart problem. No, he I retired. Was, oh yeah, he retired. Yeah, he retired. He opted out and then retired. Al Woods was the one who opted out. Yeah. So we had a, the like, entire D line pretty much opt out, didn't we? Almost half of our free agents last year opted out. Yep. Uh, Rashawn Rashad uh, Rashawn Gary was one of the opt outs. No. The guy from Florida. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he opted out. The guy who came from the Niners, a bunch of random guys that they might've made an impact, but a lot of them were older guys. I personally don't think anybody's going to opt out this year unless they have to, because if you look at how last season, all those guys who opted out, how many of them are on rosters right now? How many? Only the one. Devontae Devontae Hightower. Yeah. He's the only guy I can think of. Patrick Chung retired, so he's yeah. irrelevant. Wait, oh, yeah, he did. I forgot. But yeah. besides that, Devontae Hightower, he's the only good player. I mean, there were good players who opted out, yes, but none that were special. So everybody else, think, they, got, they got cut, and now they're not on rosters. I think the biggest opt-out last year was White, wasn't it, from the Bills? Who? Tredavious White. Tredavious White played. He did? I thought he yeah. opted out. No, he played. He almost opted out. Oh, that's oh, he, he, he almost opted. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I don't I think, think is the biggest. I don't think any. Big, I don't think anybody's going to opt out this year. Besides any health problems, I think everyone understands that if they don't play, just because they don't want to play, they're not getting any money. So I think that's a big incentive to play, and the risks are a lot lower. There's vaccines available. Even if they don't want to get it, I think they'll just either end up getting it or they'll just play the season without it, and. I think everything will be pretty much normal. I don't really see many opt-outs happening. Haven't seen any news about it, so yeah. that says a lot. I think um, if there is an opt-out, there could be a possibility a coach opts out. Like, uh, yeah, obviously not a head coach, but uh, I could see it. Definitely, since the coaching rules are a lot more strict than the players when it comes to vaccines and COVID. Yeah, you can't even be around players. Yeah, if you don't, I think uh, I think there is a chance that coaching a one or two coaches opt out. The biggest thing is. The players who opted out last year for health reasons, most of them got the vaccine. And the players who would opt out because they didn't get the vaccine were the players who played because they don't care. Uh, <laughs> however you feel about it, they were just like, okay, I'm going to play anyways. So that's the players who – I die, did, I die. The, play, the <laughs> players – Cole Beasley literally in quotes said that. That's not even Kirk, like – Kirk Cousins. Joke. Kirk Cousins said that. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. You got some major backlash for that one. But. Kirk Cousins and Cole Beasley. <laughs> Whether how you feel about it, I just think it's kind of funny. But let's go ahead and move on. Let's not get into that topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think any opt-outs are going to happen. Maybe one guy, he'll probably end this. Jamie Newman ended his career by opting out of college football. Oh, he yeah. Went, he went undrafted, and then he got cut from Philadelphia. Yikes to him. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh Rank the Jags' positions from strongest to weakest. I'm going to give you I'm gonna, all the positions that I'm go, uh, we're going to rank. We're going to rank receiver, running back, cornerback, defensive line, quarterback, linebacker, edge, which includes outside linebacker, edge rushers. This is not Madden. Uh, edge, offensive line as a whole, safety, and tight end. What do you think is the best position on the Jaguars, Brian? Honestly, I'm going to go running back. That's what I was going to say. 
got James Robinson coming back, second year. He's playing. Apparently, he's looking even better than last year. He's got an actual off season. You got Travis Etienne backing him up, or even even then, like RB one A one B. That's going to be a great uh, thunder lightning kind of deal. You got a decent backup in Zigbo is probably going to be back, or maybe um, there's another guy I'm forgetting. Um, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. There's there Agumbawale as well. He's going to be a great um, option to fall back on when Robinson needs him. It's basically a breather because they have a similar run style. Um, but running back is by far the strongest. I mean, return, it's, it's just too obvious. Um, it, it's close with wide receiver, but like – Yeah, I was going to pick wide receiver personally because I'm not a stat guy. I used to be. You could look at the stats and say, DJ Chark, he's not that good. But if you watch the film, DJ Chark was open all the time, especially deep. People say we need a deep threat. DJ Chark is a deep threat. Uh, yeah. You got DJ Chark. You got LaVisca Chenault, who has been we'll, – we'll get into more of this. But he's been – his name's been called a lot during training camp – not training camp, OTAs. Oh, he looks like he's going to be a star. You got Marvin Jones. For some reason, people forgot we signed Marvin Jones. He's Under the radar. Not, He's had nine touchdowns the past three seasons, I believe. He almost had 1,000 yards last year. One of the most underrated wide receivers, I would say, in the NFL right now. Then you got Colin Johnson, who he showed flashes as a rookie. Then you got a bunch of other rookie guys. You got Philip Dorsett. But those top four receivers are really good. I think you got all – your top three receivers are what matters the most to me, and they're really strong. Running back is right there, too. Like, it's A and B for me. But I'm going to pick receiver. You guys are going to pick running back. So, I guess I'm going to be the difference here. My number two is running back. And you guys, I would assume, is number two is receiver. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, let's absolutely. go ahead and move on to the third strongest position. I'm going to go bold here, and I'm going to say cornerback. Call me crazy, but I per- – this is a question for another day but I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I think C.J. Henderson is the cornerback one. I'm on that train. He's with pick ninth overall. He showed flashes. Watch him against Devontae Adams. Watch him against T.Y. Hilton. Watch him when he's healthy. If he can stay – this is if they can stay healthy, of course. Then you got – also take into consideration that rookie corners always struggle. Like, yeah. the one person that had the least amount of struggles was Ramsey, but because – Ramsey got toasted too. Yeah, he even had moments of getting just torched, but that just happens as a rookie. I mean, even the generational talents are going to have some mistakes, and they're going to get torched. J.C. Horn's going to get torched. Yeah, he's going to have oh, yeah. Sertain. Sertain. He's going to have his moments in the AFC West. Sertain's lucky. Sertain's on a team that has like five starting worthy corners, so Sertain yeah. might not even play a bunch, but J.C. is going to get toasted. Even Cam – Cameron Dantzler, who people say was the best rookie cornerback. He was awful the first half of the season. He picked it up in the second half. Some guys learn faster than others. Second year, C.J. Henderson should be good. Watch Jalen Rant. I'm not saying he's the same as Jalen Ramsey. Coverage-wise, he has the same talent. I don't care what you say. His issue is tackling, which Which he he tackled Derrick Henry. I'm just saying. He tackled Derrick Henry. I think it's a mental thing more than – Want it. I think it's just him yeah. trying to overcome the fact that he's got a tackle, but the fact didn't that he's really got want elite, to, yeah, the fact that he's got elite coverage skills overweighs the ability to tackle. If you can't, ta- if you can tackle but you can't cover, then you're, you're you might as well just be a lineman or something because you know. But if you can cover really well, but you're tackling subpar to average, I'm fine with that. 
Because that means if you're shutting guys down, but you're, I don't know, miss a tackle and the guy gets 10 yards, I'll take that over getting torched for a 50-yard bomb. Exactly. Uh, then you got – you signed Shaquille Griffin, who I think is a CB2. Some people think he's CB1. That's, a, that's an argument for another day. Yep. Then you got Shaquille Griffin, who he's proven himself to be a good corner. And then you got – you do have a rookie cornerback starting, who I will acknowledge. Tyson Campbell will get toasted this year. And he's the weak – he's like the weaker side of the cornerback room. He's going to be starting in nickel, though, which I think benefits him because he's not playing these outside receivers – that are going to absolutely toast J.C. Horn and other guys. So he's playing against receivers that should be easier to easier in reference to cover. So he should do be able to do better than he might if he was outside. Then you got another starting worthy corner in Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones was a stud at times last year. He's your CB four. Then you got Trey Herndon at CB five. You got depth in that room. So I think Herndon can have a bounce back season. He wasn't as good as he was last year. He was better in the nickel. He sucks. He was better in nickel, but overall, I would say he was better the year that Ramsey got traded. Mm -hmm. But I think that he can get back to that, and I think he can build off of that. And I do think he's kind of a dark horse for this team at corner that people are kind of counting out that I think can definitely prove that he's productive at cornerback. For sure. But yeah, I really like the depth in our cornerback room. I think we got some good guys starting if – if uh, Tyson Campbell can learn quickly with his athleticism that he has, that's a good room, Whether if they stay healthy, obviously. But Josiah Scott also got traded. I'm so glad that dude is gone. I don't care if he shares my name. But uh, Brian, what's your third strongest position for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, man. Yeah, I was thinking between O-line and cornerback. I'm going to probably have to go cornerback because of the fact that how many – people we retained and the upgrades we made with Shaquille Griffin and Henderson coming back year two. It's barely over the O-line, but I think the fact that we got Tyson Campbell as a nickel, we have a secured nickel. I don't think he just plays nickel. I think he plays mostly nickel, but I do believe that he will get reps outside because I think he could be our future outside cornerback once Shaquille's gone in, I don't know, three or four years. No, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he is the cor- Maybe he's the nickel for the future. I mean, that's what uh, Urban said when we drafted him. He said he's going to play the nickel. But If he's the nickel for good, then oh, great. We got Shaquille for three, four great years, maybe five. I don't know how, how long he's going to play well for. But if he's the confirmed nickel for good, then that's perfect. Because whenever Shaquille's done, we can get a CD2 in three, four, whatever years. And then we've got Herndon, like you said. We've got um, – who was the new guy we got in the trade? Uh, an undrafted free agent last year. Yeah, he's, he, yeah I doubt he, he makes be, the roster. but he, Yeah, he, probably, he might make the roster. He might not. But the fact that we've got just, um, Trey Herndon and – got five good Sydney, corners. Sidney Jones, that's a really deep cornerback room. I like having Sidney Jones at CB4 a lot because – He CJ can come Henderson, out and play. CJ yeah. Henderson might get hurt this year. You got Sidney Jones to go right in his role. And you, you put got, him in at – you can put it at CB2, and then you can put Griffin at CB1. You're exactly. Fine. And then you got Trey fine. Herndon. If you, need, if you need to move Tyson around, you got Trey Herndon to play nickel. You got a lot you can do with that cornerback room. You They're got a lot do of young a lot guys. Of you got They've a lot got, of young guys too. They have a lot of different opportunities to do a lot of looks with their cornerbacks, maybe run four guys out there or something. I think you're going to see a lot of that more a than just – A lot of DBs. 
you're going to see a lot of DBs out there. You're going to see Henderson. You're going to see Shaquille. You're going to see Sidney Jones and Trey Hernan all in the field at times at the same time, depending on the packages. But I think that they're going to use those guys more often than people expect them to. And I really can't wait for that. All right, Connor. You don't really need to analyze it, but which team, which positions you're third uh, best? I was going to go with cornerback, but I think I'm going to have to go with linebacker. Linebacker. That's an interesting one. The, okay. You have Miles Jack, who has shown that he is one of the best linebackers in the game right now. He's better Last than year. Darius Leonard, folks. He is better than Darius Leonard. Come and you also have, across from him, you have – my mind, it's my mind's blanking right now. Joe like, Schobert. Joe Schobert. When you have those two at linebacker, I think they showed last year that they are, you know, they fit amazingly into this team. They work well together. And just the chemistry that those two have, I think really those two outshine the cornerback room. And I don't know who, who's the third linebacker that we'll have starting this year with them. It's a, it's a toss up. Leon Jacobs is one of them. In, in three, in four, three, it's probably going to be like Jacobs or. It depends um, on what what the coach is like i think after those two it could just be a toss-up i'm gonna be honest. or they could they could move uh who's the guy we signed from the chiefs they've talked about him a lot damien wilson Wilson. they've said his name a lot yeah in interviews so i think when you have those three i think it's definitely close between cornerback but i think just because of miles jack and joe schobert's dominance that i think linebacker edges out by just a little bit Schobert gets way too much hate. I don't know why oh, people yeah. constantly hate on him. He was a decent – he was solid. He wasn't people hate him because apparently he can't tackle, and I'm like – Everybody was one of the highest team last year. He was one of the highest – he was top five in tackles in the league. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he's a That's, bad player. It's just it's the ridiculous. Scheme, the scheme provided by, by Todd, Todd Wash. Was Everybody was affected by it. The defense, Todd Wash, man. I mean, the guy is good. Now that he's in a defense within a 3-4 and 4-3, I think, he, and he can play both, I think he's going to do just fine and knows his role. Let's Miles Jack roam free. You got Chase on, and you got Allen on the outside. That's a great four guys right there on the th- – but in behind the three, I can't wait to see what they run in the three four with the the three linemen. I can't wait to see who they uh, who the starters are because it's going to be a constant rotation. So. Yeah, that run, that runs me perfectly into my fourth. I'm going to go defensive line. Not mm-hmm. it, this excludes edge. This is the defensive line, and I call me bold, but we signed a lot of guys. This is going to be run like Baltimore runs their line. They are going to be rotated. It's good. There's Devon Hamilton, Malcolm Brown, RRH. Uh, who else? Um, Doug Costin. You got um, you got all these guys. You got a t- you got a who's the guy that Gordo hates? Jihad Ward. I think Jihad, Jihad Ward. Might, Jihad, Jihad Ward might be an edge, but regardless, you signed He'll a be ton. An of, end. You signed a ton of guys. You got a ton of guys that are going to be big guys that are going to fill that hole. You got a ton of depth there. It's going to be a great rotation. I think that room's pretty good. Sure, you make people say you need that one dominant defensive tackle on your team. That's not how this team works. It's going to be a massive rotation. If you can get a bunch of guys who are just good, good players, that's better than having one really good player who's not going to play as much in this scheme. All right. What's, uh, we'll let Connor say his fourth best position here first. Uh, I'm going with cornerback, obviously. You guys yeah. pretty much explained it already. It's a deep room with a lot of talent. And- you really can't beat it. All right, Brian. I, you, you already said yours is offensive line. So you're going to Yeah, offensive why? line is the next. I'm doing offensive line over the defensive line because we're bringing back all five guys. 
I think the offensive line got more hate than it should have because of the fact that Minshew and the quarterbacks were just terrible. Minshew, because he scrambled away too much, and it caused Glennon, sacks. Glennon was a statue. Glennon just stood there and let himself get hit. <laughs> granted, granted, Robinson and Taylor were considered one, two of the worst tackles in the league. However, they can build upon that. And we know Taylor has a lot better potential. We know that Cam Robinson had an off year, and it doesn't help that he's constantly – they were constantly dealing with rotating quarterbacks. I feel like with a consistent quarterback play, one quarterback in the backfield, I feel like that they're going to do better. And they're getting, they brought back Warhop. So that's going to help a lot because he's, he's one of the best offensive line coaches in, in the league. You better not forget to say someone's name. Brandon Linder. Wrong. Oh God. Um, it's a, it's, it's runner you know, big. What are you talking about? Runner big, bro. I know he's going to say, Oh, runner big oh walker little yeah walker little jeez it took me a second um walker little God, i i'm gonna be honest i that was a big addition to the offseason at first i was like who is this guy and then i saw the tape i was like call it coach talk but warhop said who's been coaching since the 90s nfl coaching since the 90s said little is the best tackle he's ever seen most prepared as a rookie and considering he didn't play he didn't play at all in 2020 because two of, years basically two years of not playing because the first 19 he had a uh, injury 2020 he just didn't play because they had half the season was canceled because of covid and then they started but he opted out because there was no point so he prepared for the draft worked on his worked on his craft his technique his he can ability play every position on the line now he can play every position on the line i don't know if he can play center but he can play left tackle left guard right tackle right guard so that is a huge p- positional need that we filled while also getting a best available player. Like, he was considered a first-round talent, and we got him in the second round at 45. And I can't tell you how big of a steal that is. And Until we see him play. Yeah. As long as he plays up to his abilities, he – training camp is going to be an interesting – we'll get I'm to pumped. that. I'm pumped. I'm going, yeah, training by camp way. is going to be very fun to watch because there's a lot of things we're going to be looking at during training camp battles. One particular person we'll get to as well. Just anything else that we can – think of it's going to be good it's going to be one of the better training camps in the last several years yeah i'm super excited i think walker little is going to replace either cam robinson or Jawan taylor at some point in the year i predict cam robinson because i think Jawan taylor is going to be better this year but we'll see uh let's go ahead and move on to our fifth position for me i'm going to give linebacker this is where i place linebacker as the fifth strongest position we do have a really good, arguably one of the best linebackers in the league, better than Darius Leonard, Miles Jack. Um, he's the main guy in the room. Then you got Joe Schobert, who Joe Schobert's Joe Schobert should be better uh, given a better scheme because a lot of the issues were sometimes he got beaten coverage badly times, but that was just because he was in a bad scheme. And he does need to work on physically tackling better, like he misses some tackles. But he's still really good. I think he's more underrated than some people want to say. But then after that, it's kind of a toss-up in the room. Those two guys keep the room good. But after that, I think it's kind of a toss-up. I think Damian Wilson's probably going to make the roster now uh, because I've heard him be talked about a lot. Apparently, he's been really good during OTAs. We'll see. But this is where I'm going to place linebacker, placing them at number five. Uh, Brian, who's your fifth? So I went wide receiver. I already divided wide receiver, running back, cornerback, O-line. So right here is where I'm going to go defensive line. 
All right. Um, Cause I gotta, I can't keep them out of the top five cause they revamped the whole defensive line. Does this include Allen and chase on or no? No, they're edges. Okay. So yeah, they're number five because we revamped it. We got a bunch of new name. We got quite a few names uh, added to the line. We have a really good rotation now. Like we had zero rotation in 2020. It was bad. We had guys coming off the streets. I saw guys were hurt. Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Opt outs. People hurt. It was just bad. So I'm excited to see how well this D line does. I think we had like 20 sacks last year. Maybe not even. It was bad. I, I think it was 18. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm off. Is it 18? 18. 18 sacks. Fully expect that to double this year. I don't care what anyone says. The 18 is not a lot. That's barely one sack a game. So, and there's 17 games. And there's 17 games, so I fully expect double sacks, maybe even 40, because this D-line is revamped. It's going to take some time for the defense to mesh because defenses take a little longer than offense especially because it's a new scheme communication as well communication is more yep so fully expect this team to take some time to mesh on the defense but i fully expect a lot of quarterback hits and sacks as the year goes on all right connor who's your fifth team and after we Uh, finish our sorry after we finish our fifth team we're just going to run through uh maybe a little bit of analysis but the top five positions we give our analysis and then we're just going to give the rest of the positions in order but what's your fifth team uh, I'm going to have to agree with defensive line. I mean, we had a lot of great pickups this offseason. Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy from the Saints that we traded Malcolm for. Brown. Malcolm Brown. I mean, he's heavily underrated. If we got Alu-Alu signed, I think – I'm salty. I am too, especially since how much he's grown since he was in Jacksonville as a player. He's extremely talented. I mean, I think this defensive is definitely one of the most underrated in the league right now. And, I mean, you guys have seen the press conference of all of them together. Just the <laughs> amount of chemistry that they already have. Jihad you Ward. Seen, and you, all- you, have, you haven't seen that kind of stuff since 2017. So, I'm just really hoping that they show out. And I think that they're definitely going to turn some heads this year. All right. So, now for the rest of the positions, uh, I'm going to rank it quarterback, edge, offensive line, safety, and tight end. Safety is – safety is – I'd like the safety group – but they just end up at the end of the stick. And tight end is obviously the worst. If, if I think tight end is the worst for all of us. Edge, I like the edge. Be, I like edges. I like the edge, uh, Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on. But after that, you got a rookie and uh, Jordan Smith. But who else? You don't really have much depth there. Then we do have the, the Smoot. So Smoot's good too. But you don't really have – Smoot was a defensive tackle. Uh, he can play that. He, I, he, he might, might actually play a little bit. It depends that. on if he bulks up. Yeah. I think it depends on really the play. Yeah. Depends on what they want him to do. But right. edge, it's really you got the top two guys, and then after that it kind of falls off. I'm not as high on the offensive line. I think the other positions are better, but I do think the offensive line is underrated. People act like the offensive line is trash. But it was literally ranked average in the league. Exactly. The issue is the tackles, and I think – Walker Little is going to replace Cam Robinson, and Jawan Taylor is going to stay. Take if if Jawan can take a step forward, the offensive line is going to be solid. The interior is already solid in pass pro, at least. So I like it. Safety group is I like the safety group. It's just they're not as good as everybody else. And quarterback, we have a rookie quarterback, and that's about all I can say for that. But it's Trevor Lawrence, so that's why it's kind of high. Uh, Brian, what are your 
run through your uh, the rest of yours. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go safety because we re- we revamped that mm-hmm. quite a bit. Like we pretty much did a complete makeover for that. So safety, quarterback, linebacker, tight end. I think that's mm-hmm. everything, right? Yeah. Did, did you did you say that? edge? Oh no, I didn't say edge. So safety, edge. I think I did say, yeah, safety, edge, linebacker, or I'm sorry, safety, no, actually, no, linebacker, safety, edge, tight end. Sorry. You left quarterback off this time. Quarter, Jesus. All right, so safety, quarterback, or safety, linebacker, quarterback, edge, tight end. Okay. The reason I say edge is, the reason I say edge is at the bottom, because one, Chase on, we don't know how he's going to be this year. We hope and expect to be very good. Josh Allen's coming off a rough year, so I can't put them too high. However, they could be pretty high if they do really well. They have a lot of potential. Yes, they have a lot of potential, especially Chase on. I think the success of that defense is really going to be on Chase on more than anybody because he's just – I think – I forgot where the article was, but somebody wrote a piece about how Chase on success could severely alter how the defense does because the guy's got potential. Yeah. Uh, safety, we revamped everything. We got two new safeties well we don't know who the second safety is. we I signed three or we jenkins signed two we signed two and drafted one we got jenkins and then ford jenkins cisco cisco and, and isaiah uh, ford is probably going to be a special teamer if he rudy, makes yeah. Lester. rudy ford yeah uh, he might make the team did i say isaiah ford isaiah ford yeah that's rudy he's probably ford. gonna make the roster isn't isaiah ford like a linebacker somewhere i think so <laughs> but um and then Tight end is tight end. Tight end is just a mess. Tim Tebow, guys, <laughs> tight end one. You, you'll hear, you'll see. Don't worry. All right, MVP. Connor. Connor, what uh, you, run through yours. So I know this isn't listed, but I want to start off with special teams. Okay. It's, special teams. Uh, special teams. Uh, O-line, QB, edge, safety, tight end. And the reason I say special teams first is not only do we have Josh Lambeau, one of the best kickers in the league. We also the have one best. Of the best. We also have one of the best punters in the league who just signed a new contract. I mean, you've got a great kicker-punter duo. But a bu- also- signed a bunch of new uh, – got a bunch of new um, yeah. gunners. We all know how Urban takes special teams extremely seriously. We have amazing special teams players like gunners that I think definitely – since how much we're focusing on special teams with already having a lot of talent in the special teams area, I think that, you know, you just can't leave it off. And Jamal Agnew. And Jamal Agnew is a returner. So. I like it. But yeah, guys, those are our position rankings for the Jaguars. Where do you guys disagree? Uh, do you think we're dumb? Whatever you want to say, comment it below, but we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll get back for the rest of the podcast. See you guys in a bit. We're back, guys. So, these guys just saw our positional rankings and all that. But let's go ahead and move on to the next big question. Who to pay attention to and what to look for during training camp? All of us are going to give one player that we think you should keep your eyes on for when training camp comes around. Uh, somebody that you should keep your eyes on. I'm going to go ahead and start so nobody else can say it. Timothy Tebow. <laughs> Tim- I wasn't going to say him. I know who Brian's going to say, but, um, and Brian, I wanted to say who's Brian's going to say, but I wanted to say Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow. The reason I say you got to keep your eyes on him is because one, the tight end position 
is very just dull right now. Uh, I'm also cheating my own question. Watch Chris Manhurts too for the same reason. Um, but the tight end room is empty right now. Somebody needs to solidify themselves as the tight end one in the room. And Timmy, this is where he's going to be able to show if he's an actual tight end or if he's not making the roster. Because during, tra- during OTAs, he caught every ball. I was, I've heard from some reporters who were there, they said his route running needs work. Um, and that makes sense. But I want to see what he is like with pads on. When there's going to be hitting, how is he going to react to that? How is he, is he going to be, is he going to fall off? Because tons of guys, as soon as you throw pads on, they disappear. Is Timmy going to fall off? Is he going to show up? Is he going to be the tight end? Is he going to make the roster? That's why you got to watch Timmy. Brian, who's your player to watch? You think you know who it is, and I, I, it's not. It's not LaVisca because it's, ah, Colin. it's Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson, and I'll tell you why. Everybody knows LaVisca's probably going to do well in training camp. Everyone's expecting it. It's, it's just too good. There's no way he's not going to be good unless he's barring a just absolute, like, breakdown. Colin Johnson, wide receiver four. I'll tell you why. He showed flashes last year. He showed pretty good speed, too. I mean, geez, it was against, I think, the, the Packers. Browns. He had a, the Browns. Was it the Browns? Browns was that deep touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He, he showed really good speed, and he has, really, he has better hands than people give him credit for. I think he had some catching issues in college, but I think that's a guy to watch out for in training camp and seeing if he can even possibly – move up to wide receiver red three. zone threats red zone Six. threats exactly see how well he does in the red zone in practice and training camp just see how he does in general see him develop because i feel like he could be a legitimate wide receiver three when marvin jones is gone um i think this is the year for him to really take off and show his potential to be on the field more often than not just not just for the red zone um he's the tallest wide receiver in the league i mean if he takes advantage of his abilities and his height and his really good speed for his height he could be a legitimate wide receiver three he could be the guy that takes off takes takes gets you 20 chunk chunk yards 30 yards maybe even a 50 yarder because he's pretty solid for his speed if people are covering covering shark and lavisca who's gonna be that number three to step up will it be marvin jones will it be colin johnson it could be it could be colin johnson i really think that he's gonna surprise some people i really hope he does and uh that's my guy all right connor who is your player to watch if I had gone first, I would have said Tim Tebow, obviously. But, uh, you know, you could say Taven to see if he gets cut or not. or see. But I think my choice is going to be Walker Little. I mean, he's he's shown, you like you said, he was been said to be the most NFL-ready offensive lineman in the draft. I think that, you know, if he can prove that, you know, that rust, he doesn't have any of that rust from not playing for two years, I think he could potentially start week one. I agree. Cam Robinson on watch. Yeah. Cam Robinson better turn his jersey around. I do definitely think that there's going to be a camp battle for left tackle. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think he could still push Taylor. Tackle, tackle in general. I think there's going to be a training camp battle for just either a tackle positions, and that's going to be obviously Walker Little. And I feel like if he outperforms even both of them, I think he replaces whoever struggles the most. And if Cam Robinson struggles – you really got to consider him starting week one. I mean, obviously it's a risk because he's a rookie, but if he's playing well and he does well in preseason two. Best player up. Best, best player available. You got to take the chance. I mean, it's going to be fun. But I also want to say so this. Excited. I also want to say this. Cam Robinson getting the franchise tag does not mean he's a guaranteed starter. It's a one-year I've, rental. 
I've said this since what the beginning. He, it, tagging him was a backup plan at worst because, one, if you wanted to get a free agent tackle, the only free agent tackle better than Cam Robinson was Trent Williams. And if you wanted to put all that money in and risk not getting him, also having to spend that much money, and you end up failing, then you're left with somebody worse than Cam Robinson. So they tagged him for that. And then also, you don't want to have to rely on a rookie tackle. If a rookie tackle comes in and plays better, then yes. But you don't want to have to rely on somebody being good as a rookie. That's the big thing. Plus, we have so much money. We still have like $40 million left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could sign a max contract if we wanted to. Shark is on, on – <laughs> could be Shark if he plays well. I think it really boils down to how – little does in training camp exactly on who's going to start my prediction is i think it's going to be little and i think it's going to be his name is blanking right now but he went to florida you guys taylor. know he is. taylor i mean he played great his rookie year um you know he last took a step he's he shown took flashes a step back. he took a step back last year but i think you know a lot of players just have sophomore slumps and i think that if those two really can show out we can actually have a pretty good defensive or excuse me offensive line going forward and i think that it really just boils down to how they do in training camp yeah that's for sure all right let's go ahead and move on but before we do i want to quickly say also watch josh Imatorbebe just because i said i said this when he said colin johnson but that that vertical is a good red zone threat that's all i'm gonna say yeah. but this uh, this is a question i was just chilling and i was like wait a second this interests me. Former Jaguar, D.D. Westbrook. He's not signed anywhere right now. Do you think he's going to get signed? Do you think he's going to play week one? Do you, the question is, will D.D. Westbrook play week one? If yes, where? Brian, go. I don't think he plays. Um, I just don't see him playing. I, he came off a really bad injury for starters. Do you think he gets signed and doesn't play? Or do you just think he doesn't get signed? I think he doesn't get signed until middle of the year when injuries start to occur and they get him as like an emergency situation. He ends up just sitting, just he's in, 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 inactive, or maybe he does play. I don't know what team would want him, but he's just not he's, – his chances are pretty much gone unless somebody gets hurt and too many people get hurt. I think he doesn't end up being signed at all. Um, but, of course, injuries may happen. So, if they do, I think he ends up getting signed. Emergency situation. But I hate – it sucks. But that injury kind of ruined his career. He also wasn't um, that good. He just wasn't that great. I mean, he I was an electric college right. player. He was great in college. Almost you know, won the Heisman. Almost won the Heisman. Winner? I mean, best wide receiver in college football. Yeah. They just didn't know how to use him right. What else is new? Doug, Doug, Doug Marone's staff didn't know how to use anybody right. Oh, speaking of that, um, Jimmy Smith actually came out and said that this coaching staff would not let Keenan McCardell coach the receivers like he wanted to, and that held back DJ Chark, which also inherently meant it held back D.D. Westbrook. That is ridiculous. It, regret, it made him regress. I mean, it's not like he can't recover. He, just, he put on, as Urban said, he put on weight, he put on muscle, he put on a bigger frame. And oh, yeah, we're talking speed. about DJ Chark now. I thought you were talking about D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about – well, you mentioned Chark, but Chark <laughs> put on weight, put on muscle, he's kept his speed. Like you, He's gotten faster. He's gotten faster. That's how you maintain 
a healthy a healthy body in during the season is by having that extra weight to take. Yeah, Urban things. Urban loves his strength and conditioning, but yeah. All right, Connor, do you think D.D. Westbrook will play week one? If so, for who? If not, will he get signed and just not play, or will he be a free agent still? I think he will be signed, but I think he will be on a practice squad. I think, I think that there are some teams that don't have a lot of depth in wide receiver. Do I think he'll get much playing time? Probably not, but I could see him signed somewhere like with the Denver Broncos or with the Baltimore Ravens as a practice squad. All right, so now for my answer. I've been thinking about this for a minute. I'm going to say no to week one, but I think he's going to get signed in the middle of the year to the Minnesota Vikings, where Keenan McCardell currently coaches as the receiver coach. And there have been a ton of rumors that they, they have been looking at D.D. Westbrook. They have not signed him yet, but I've seen a ton of rumors that the Vikings, because of Keenan McCardell, we're looking at D.D. Westbrook, and I don't think they're going to sign him before week one unless an injury happens. But I think during the year, an injury will happen, and they'll sign him. That's my prediction. But, yeah, D.D. Westbrook, he's a fun guy. He was electric in college, a Heisman runner-up. Wish him the best. I don't think he's that good of a player, but, again, I wish him the best. He's a cool guy. He has his own ranch in Texas, I think. <laughs> but, yeah, he's uh, a fun guy. That was back just a- to that uh, whole issue with Doug Marone. You guys know that I kind of have a little inside source on a certain wide receiver. I won't say the names, but uh, I was told that in that whole area, there were players that they signed that were expecting to start that they basically said, we're not going to play you. We're just going to use you as as some sort of like gadget. And the same thing happened with the player that you guys know, that I know, uh, that basically – they kind of, you know, throughout the whole role system last year and that wide, especially in the wide receiver room, just was a completely mess. It was players that were told that they were going to start just all of a sudden were said, hey, we're just not going to use you. And, you know, that happens, but not in that way. Just not with that kind of dysfunctionality. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So that was a fun little question. And now here's another question. The Steelers released guard David DeCastro. Should the Jaguars sign him? I'm going to go ahead and give my two cents. No. Brian. <laughs> no. He's, he's beyond his prime. He's already contemplating a retirement. We've got good guards, especially he's not replacing Norwell. I don't – Cam was apparently better than him. I'd rather stick with Cam, who's healthy, and played Cam's all younger too. Yeah, Cam – yeah. It's, it's just a no. He's already contemplating retiring. I think it's just best for him to retire. Had a great career. But no, thank you. I'm going to be honest, though. I did at first want to sign him, and then I thought about it, and I did some research, and I was like, yeah, he wasn't actually that good last year. Right. All right, Connor, should we sign David Uh, DeCastro? I think that if you can get him at the right price, yes. If it's for something like a veteran minimum, because you also have Schwartz, who's still a free agent, but he's also hurt. I think that if you could get either of those guys for a small contract, obviously nothing that they've been paid for, for in the past, I think that, you know, the risks that you'd be taking with that little amount could pay off. So if we're going to talk about full price, absolutely not. But for a small contract, maybe a veteran minimum, I say just take the chance. Worst thing happens, you release them halfway through the year. All right. Follow-up question. Should the Jags sign anybody else that's available? 
I'm going to say I don't think they will. I think Urban's fine with the team where they are. But if they are going to sign anybody, Melvin Ingram, former Charger. Yeah. Uh, he's an edge. I already said this about the edge position earlier. You got the two guys, Caleb on, Chase on, uh, Josh Allen, and you do have Jordan Smith, but he's a rookie. Um, you got those guys, and then you have nobody else. So <laughs> it, you do need yeah. to add somebody to the room. I wanted us to draft somebody, which we did in the fifth round, Jordan Smith. Not where I wanted, but you get the point. Melvin Ingram would be my guy, but I don't think we're going to sign anybody. Also, I'm going to say crowd, credit to Sean for that. He's not here because I know he would have said him, and <laughs> I know he, I know he'd been on the Ingram train for a while. So I'll, I'll Sean had the idea first. Uh, Connor, who would, who do you think the Jags should sign, if anybody? Uh, I think it also boils down to how much, but Melvin Ingram is definitely a huge name that they should look at. You know, he fits a role that the Jags need. And, you know, if you can get him at the right price, definitely go for him. But also, I know this isn't a popular opinion, but Malik Hooker, if you can get him for a small amount, he could be as a backup or a starter. I think it is, you know, it's, it all boils down to how much you're willing to pay them and how much you're willing to sign for. I think that, you know, Ingram and Hooker both could be good pickups or even somebody like, uh, you know, in defensive tackles with uh, – I can't remember his name for the life of me, but, you know, there are some solid players that are still left. I think that definitely – Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins is a uh, veteran presence. You can definitely pick up some good guys, but uh, I think as, you know, a big name – there really isn't that much available. You know, you could also go with, like I mentioned, Schwartz, but he is hurt. You don't have to remember that. But I think the biggest one is definitely Melvin Ingram that I would sign if I were admire. All right, Brian, who should the Jags sign? I don't think they sign anybody, but if I had to pick somebody, I would definitely say Melvin Ingram simply because of the fact that we are lacking depth at the edge position. Um, I do believe Leon Jacobs is actually going to play some edge, though. I think he's going to do linebacker edge, which is interesting because he's fast. So if he can put together some pass rushing moves, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I know that Jordan Smith can play linebacker as well. He's actually better standing up than he is on the ground. So that's an interesting thing to take note of. But he's trying to, they're trying to get him to improve at edge because they want him more on a 4-3 than a 3-4 because he got Leon out. Jacobs ran a 4-4-8. Four, four, so fast. he is fast, confirmed. Yeah. Just remember Richard Sherman as a free agent. I know we don't really need a cornerback, but just to mentor somebody like C.J. Henderson, that might be worth it. That's. I don't think he wants to come here, though. The yeah. Jets. The Jets should sign Sherman, but that's not for our podcast. <laughs> um, but I'd yeah. also like Geno Atkins. Now that you brought him up, yeah. Geno Atkins would be good defense. I would player. just. Yeah, I would say those two because it would be a good veteran presence on the D line. Um. And that's honestly a position that we could continue to improve on if we needed to. But I think where we're at now is perfect. We got a lot of great depth. Who knows what's going to happen to Taven Bryan because we've got so many guys. But Sean thinks he might make it. I think Sean like secretly likes him, even though he says he's joking about it. I think he wants to see him. I want to see him succeed, but I just I don't know. I he's I a gator, and I want him cut. That says a lot. <laughs> it does. I'm kind of mutual with Josiah on that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. two Gator fans wanting a Gator player cut, then you done messed up. But yeah. let's go ahead and move on to the last question of the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and credit John Shipley on Twitter for this one. He made an article about it, and it gave me the thought to talk about it here. 
I didn't read the article. I mean, I glanced at it. No offense. <laughs> you guys should. Re- you guys should. I didn't guys- read your article, but I, I didn't saw read the article, up. but I saw it. John's gonna read this. John's gonna hear this and be like, "Wow." I know. I know John. I know John's brother. Okay, I know John's brother. They're cool. John writes some good articles. Though. Yeah, you guys you should, should be reading them. You should yeah. read his articles. I didn't have time to, but his, he did give me the idea. Go read his article for some two cents. But and uh, Cassidy, she just wrote some that one player from the two thousands. R.J. Uh, Soward. R.J. Soward. That was an amazing oh, yeah. read. If you guys have Cassidy read that. Hill, go follow her too. But yeah, they got some good articles. But yeah, John Shipley wrote an article on this, and it gave me an idea. Go watch. Go read his article. Unlike me. You need to go read it now. <laughs> yes, I'll read it after this, okay? All right. <laughs> but should the Jags be in on Xavier Howard? Xavier Howard, if you guys didn't know, is holding out right now because he wants a new contract after two years of his deal. He Two years ago, I believe it was. It's either one or two years. It was one. Oh, one year ago, he signed um, a five-year contract. Uh, he was paid the highest corner in the game at that point. And now he's like the fourth or fifth highest paid and he wants to be repaid. He wants a new contract so he can be paid higher than Jalen Ramsey. He wants to be the highest paid corner in the game yet again. For me, no, I do not want to spend that much money on somebody who's going to want a new contract every year because somebody else got paid more. What's the point of signing a long-term contract if you just want to be the highest paid every time. If you're going, if you want to do that, sign a one or two year deal every single time. And right. sure, then you can be the most paid. He's also, he's an elite corner and it would be great. It would help the defense for sure. Yep. But I like our cornerback room. They're young, they're developing. There's not really a need to send capital away and money away to get somebody like that into the room. There's just not, there's just not really a good valid reason for what it would cost, but Connor, sorry to jump you, Brian, but that's right. We'll let Connor speak first. Absolutely not. We should stay far away from it because you know we've already dealt with issues, especially at the cornerback position. Uh, we don't need that in the locker room right now, especially somebody who you know is already being paid a lot that just sees one quarter cornerback paid and automatically wants a new contract just one year into it. Especially since that we're also going to have to give up probably a good amount of players to get him from the Dolphins. So I just don't see it being worth it for us, especially just from a money standpoint, from a capital standpoint, and just from a culture and locker room standpoint. We just don't really need that right now, especially at such a deep position that we have, like cornerback. I think it's just best for us to stay completely out of it. All right, Brian, let's give your two cents. On paper? Being on the team, he would make the team better. Like, he would make the team better for sure. However, the that. value it would require to get him on the team and the amount you'd have to pay him, who has not even played, you basically have to pay, you basically have to trade for him and then pay him every year. Every year, basically, because even though he hasn't played a snap for us, so you're basically banking on that. It's just not worth it. It's too much capital given up. You're paying a guy too much money for never seeing him play a snap for your team. He also, needs to, he also needs to prove, because he had one really, really good year, intercept, led the league in interceptions. He was yep. pretty – he's, in my opinion, a top three or four corner in the league. That's right. my opinion. Um, but you got to do that for another year before you just get signed to Jalen Ramsey money again. you yep. got a big contract. Play through your big contract, and if, you, if you're still really good, you then get, get a new one. 
I mean, the fact that he's demanding money again after one year on his five-year contract, that's just, that just screams selfishness. And Urban does not want a selfish player on the team. He wants guys that are selfless and don't put, put themselves before others. And that's the last thing we need in that locker room. Like Connor said, it's going to ruin the culture. It'll ruin the locker room. Guys are going to start getting divided. People are going to start getting affected by it. It's just going to cause a dumpster fire. And it's just, it's not worth it. I don't think, and if anything, if somebody trades for him, he's going to get, they're going to want at least, at least a first, first. round. At least. And Ramsey got two. So imagine him. He could and we even still go lost that trade. He got, we got two and we still lost that trade. Because, yeah, we lost it because of the fact that our, our picks haven't been good yet. I mean, Chase on still to be determined. And so ETN is ETN to be determined. To be determined. Right. Who was our but, fourth round pick? Who be is the fourth on? I don't know. I think I think Tufeli. that was Tufeli, yeah. yeah. Tufeli. Oh, wait, no, I think the fourth was last Tufeli. year. Was was that the uh, I thought it was this year. No, he I was. thought just no, I thought Josiah Scott was the He was fourth. one of them. And then the Did, other one was Didn't we uh, get a second as well? Let me look it up. Jalen Ramsey trade. Sorry guys. Here's a summary from Black and Teal. Uh, a twenty twenty one fourth round pick. So we either got because we had like three fourth rounders this year. So it was either Jay Tufeli or uh, you guys get the gist. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Xavier Howard is a no from us. Should be a no I mean, from you. I think John also said no. Like especially when you look at it, like the team he was on before the Dolphins, the Cowboys. I mean, he played great. And no, that was Byron yeah. Jones. Byron Jones, excuse me. Who was he on before the Dolphins? Hey, he's, I think he's – no, Cowboys was Byron Jones. Oh, that's – Byron Jones. Did Xavier and Howard get drafted by the Dolphins? He did, but I think – I thought there was a situation where he – when he was getting his contract, I thought there was a situation when he was drafted. Wasn't uh, there? He was drafted by – he's 27. He was drafted by the Dolphins in the second round. So he's been a dolphin his entire career. Yeah, but wasn't there something like when he was signing his contract that he wanted more, and he was kind of holding out on that too? Yeah, or am I, I just remembering wrong? I think you're remembering something. I think wrong. I'm just mixing up Byron Jones, probably. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but yeah, guys, Xavier Howard's a no. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment. There should be a new podcast every single Friday. New videos every Monday. Sean should be knack, back knack. Sean should be back next week. Hope you guys enjoyed though and see you guys next time. Peace.